Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. We are back. Hello. I am here with Mary Best. Hello. Hello. And we are also here with Rhapsody Nutritionist, Elliot McPherson. Hello, sir. How are you? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm good. I'm so happy that you're here with us because we're going to dive in deep into our Rhapsody Nutrition um, Foundations of Nutrition, our Fuel Your Fire seminars that we do at the gym. Um, And we're just going to, we're basically just going to dive in deep on how we view nutrition and how you view nutrition, how you've helped a lot of people at our gym. So yeah, let's, let's dive in. I love your approach to nutrition, um, and what really um, struck me from the very beginning was just how simple you broke it down for me. Because you and I actually worked together prior to we did. you working at Rhapsody. Because I wanted to, I wanted to test the product, mm. and I wanted to see if it actually worked. Because I had never really worked with a nutritionist. And how'd that go for you? Oh, it was. It was like he did very well. I did. I did do very <laughs> Five well. Five stars. I was. I was. You know. Doesn't I, mean it was easy, but it, he did well. Yeah. I, yeah. It wasn't. It was. I was not easy just because of my life uh, and the the speed that it feels like it goes at times. Um, but I found. I found that it just the simple things that I could do um, that I was in control of. It really just helped me um, hone in on. Oh, this is just an easy, an easy shift that I can do, and all of a sudden, like weight was coming off and and it, that's mm. been a hard for me for my entire life so okay go on yes let's, i know good good sell right i know yeah yeah I'm so sold. yeah Wrap so, it up. so talk to me about the your foundations that you see in nutrition yeah so like alan said when i when i meet with anyone what i really focus on is kind of any of those those foundations of nutrition that i think that everyone should try to hit um on a daily basis so um that results in three to four servings of lean protein, three servings of vegetables, two servings of fruit, and then at least 100 ounces of water a day. That's kind of where I start everyone. I think that those are the foundations and not to say that those are simple because they are not. If you try to do that every single day, it's very difficult. (laughs) You definitely have to be mindful of what you're eating. But that's where I start everyone because that will make sure that you're getting everything your body needs. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of go off of that based on whatever your goals are, whether that's to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight, gain strength, you know, anything that you're wanting to do, we have to hit those foundations first and make sure that those are laid down before we kind of approach anything on top of that. You know, that was a big thing that you and I had talked about in the very beginning of when we were coming up with the actual seminar itself was what are the foundations? Because that was a big um, aha moment for me was that I was not hitting the foundations at all. I was actually under eating consistently. Um, And I actually thought I was eating a lot. And then in turn, when I actually started almost doubling the amount of food that I was intaking that's when food started to, or that's when weight started to come off. And that was a, that was a, that was like a big slap in the face almost. So let's break, so let's break it down. I love the four, the three, the two, the one for, that's how I always think of it in my head. Yeah, but for yeah. Sure. Yeah. So think of, so let's starting, starting at number one, you say three to four servings of lean protein. So what does that mean? Yeah. So three to four servings of lean protein, like we said, is, it's just trying to make sure that you're kind of hitting a sustained protein amount throughout the day so that you can recover from your workouts. You can feel satiated meal for meal because that's one of the biggest things is that if you're not eating enough protein, then you're going to feel 
like starving towards the next meal and then you're going to be wanting to crave that next meal and then you're going to overeat your next meal. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happens with most people who, let's say, skip, di- skip breakfast mm-hmm. or maybe don't have enough protein with lunch or their dinner mm-hmm. is they start to snack and they start to crave on other things. And that's mostly because you're not giving your body what it needs in terms of your, your protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so a serving of lean protein is four to six ounces of lean protein, if that sounds like what is that? Um, <laughs> it's pretty much a cup and or a palm size, if you were to reach out your palm, um, of lean protein at every single meal. Mm. Um, and that loop, lean protein can be anything from eggs, chicken, turkey, fish, pork, red meat, um, and then also vegetarian options in terms of lentils, beans. Um, any of those options are great options, just making sure that you're getting one source of that at breakfast, lunch, dinner, maybe even a snack in between mm-hmm. will make you feel so much more satiated throughout the day so that you're not having a snack in between meals. Yeah, the say this the being uh, your satiety in your in your diet, but then also we talk a lot about just human function and actually giving the energy that you need to just have that function functionality throughout the entire day. So that leads into the second the second part, which is the three servings of vegetables. Yeah. So for most people, this is probably the hardest. I would say I'm um, already behind. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of when I talk about vegetables and fruit, I kind of lump them together because that's really where you're gonna get all of your micronutrients from. Um, another reason I grouped them together is for the same reason of fiber intake. Mm. Um, so the biggest other satiety thing that you can have, um, is fiber. Mm. So along with protein, if we're having protein and fiber at every single meal, because you're having a source of lean protein and a source of vegetable or fruit, Mm. that means you're going to feel super full towards your next meal. You can go three to four hours without ever feeling like you really need to take a break, snack, anything like that. Um, but the other main, the biggest reason is for those micronutrients. So those vitamins, those minerals, if you're getting the three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruit today, you're giving your body 100% of what it needs and you will actually feel more energized. Um, I kind of have this analogy of a token. Mm. Um, so just like you're playing a game, if you want to play the game, then you have to put a token in the game to play it. That's kind of how your micronutrients are. To run anything in your body, your body needs those micronutrients to have that function, that enzymatic function to happen. So if we are not giving our body those vitamins and minerals, then our body actually slows down those functions to the amount that you're giving it. So if you're not giving your body all the vitamins and minerals it needs, then your body's going to slow down. So you might not even realize it, but once you start to be consistent in terms of getting your vegetables and your fruit intake up, you'll start to feel that energy increase without changing anything because you're actually giving your body its optimal amount. So then your body's like, oh, I can run it 100% like optimum capacity. That was a big thing that I found too was that when I started to eat more vegetables and fruit, I was actually um, able to not drink as much coffee. Because like I actually felt like I had energy throughout the day that I wasn't like having that slump at two p.m. or three p.m. I was actually I was one I was drinking more water too, and we'll talk about that in a <laughs> yeah. second. That's a biggie. Um, but then also being able to have the proper amount of nutrients from fruits and vegetables um, that it 
it doubled, it almost doubled my energy level. Um, and that was purely just me eating fruits and vegetables. And yeah. I, and it sounds like in my head, like it sounds so easy and I'm like, that's so eat like, duh, like duh, yeah, but it's, it's obvious, it's obvious, but it's not, which is so crazy to me, Yeah, you know? So like we talk about, it's simple. It's not easy. Um, For sure, yeah. And just like, it's really about just being mindful and making sure that you're at every single meal, you're sitting down and saying, okay, do I have a source of lean protein? Mm-hmm. Do I have a vegetable or fruit? And we'll get into the water, but that's really where you start is mm-hmm. that if you sit down to eat something and it doesn't have a source of protein and it doesn't have a source of vegetable or, or fruit, mm-hmm. you're just missing out on an opportunity to kind of optimize your nutrition. Yeah. I think the first place that we started as well was the water because that was a biggie for me because I got most of my water through the cups of coffee that I drank throughout mm. the... I don't throughout know that that counts. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I an tried, expert. I tried to justify it and Elliot was like, oh, that doesn't count. And I'm like, I, I don't count it. Um, <laughs> there, are, there actually is some studies that come out that coffee is not as dehydrating as people think. Yeah. So that's, that's good. But yeah. um, definitely from what we talked about, like that is usually where I start everyone because it's the easiest to start to incorporate and it really does springboard and push the rest of the things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have someone who's like, I have no idea what I'm doing in nutrition, that's usually where I start them because one kind of snowballs into the next. Once mm-hmm. we start to drink more water, we start to reduce you know, other sugary drinks we start, start to reduce and you just start to, you know, feel a little bit healthier. So you start to eat a little bit healthier. Right. So that's usually where I start people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great things about water is that it does, uh, energize you as well. The same thing as your micronutrients, the basis of ev- any energy function is water. So you need water in your body for your body to perform optimally. Yes. The other benefits are sleep quality, um, being able to work out better because, a muscle contraction takes, it needs water to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just again, feeling more satiated, feeling more energized, like everything benefits from having more water in uh, in the system. So I usually start everyone out at a hundred ounces. It's usually supposed to be 50 to 60% of your body weight. Um, Mm. I go more towards the upper level on that. Um, just so that people can get a better range, but wherever they're at right now, I start them a little bit higher than that and try to progress them forward. So if they're only having, you know, 40 ounces of water a day, I start them off at 60 and see if we can get up there. Yeah. And in the very beginning, you might be pissing like a racehorse, but, (laughs) um, it takes around two weeks to a month for your body to kind of compensate for that. Yeah. To compensate for anything you're doing. So, yeah, you know, the more you do it consistently, the more your body gets used to it and starts to retain that water. And you actually, again, feel more energized. Yeah. Yeah. Your body adjusts and, you get more energy and then you sleep better, you work out better, you eat better. So it's like the perfect place to start for most people. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about these kind of fundamentals in the context of, you know, everyone around this table, uh, you know, leads a very active lifestyle, you know, or, or the, the way that we all know each other is through CrossFit gym, right? So do, do these fundamentals apply for someone who you know, would identify as an athlete or beyond that? Like, is this, are these kind of core fundamentals that would hold true for anyone who is leading a relatively active lifestyle? Or if you're more sedentary, would you want to adjust one way or another? So yeah, I, I base, I base this totally off of the foundation. So this is for everyone. Um, this is, 
no one person, like whether you're a, a star athlete or whether you're just sitting at the sitting at the house and haven't even started working out yet, this is the foundations for all nutrition. Um, so this will base you off of for for like proper health the rest of your life. That's really the main reason for this is mm-hmm. making sure that you're getting the proper nutrients in your body so for health and wellness. That is really the foundations is health and wellness. And then anything on top of that in terms of performance, then we talk about performance nutrition, but for just health and wellness and making sure that you're, you know, hitting everything your body needs, staying away from those crazy metabolic diseases that everyone is running into and making sure, you know, maybe even immune system is, you know, functioning optimally. This is, this is where you start. This is the foundations. And that's what we were actually talking right before we started recording is that, you know, I think with, when it comes to nutrition, there are, there's so much noise out there that what really is appealing to me is how, um, simple the knowledge is when, when it comes to working with you and working with Rhapsody Nutrition, it's, there's just something so digestible about it that it just makes it just like not overwhelming. Like you're not telling me to go get a, a micro a macro cal- uh, calculator and like get all these apps on my phone and like go like test everything. I'm just like, you're like, no, Alan, just go drink more water. Yeah. And then do that. And then I do it and it's like, oh, I do feel better. Okay. Yeah. Then you start to layer it on and layer it on, layer it on. And ultimately that's, I think uh, we're looking for long-term like, um, changes. We're not looking for fast fixes. Um, because I think that's just my, that's been my mentality my entire life when it comes to fitness and health and wellness. Um, but that's uh, just driving that home, uh, especially with the nutrition program has been, um, really insightful because you also don't ask, you don't just talk about nutrition. You talk about all the other things that are around nutrition as well too, which I think is really valuable. Yeah. I, you know, I try to go for, I don't like the phrase holistic approach, but I mean, that's really what it Mm -hmm. is. But yeah, I meet people wherever they are in terms of their nutrition journey. Um, And like I said, they are the foundations. You know, you got to learn how to walk before you can run, before you can do anything. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are, we're going to start there and we progress from there. Um, And it's always just wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you're coming in with absolutely no knowledge or you're coming in like, hey, I'm a star athlete, I want to boost my performance we start from the basics and work our way up because that is the foundation. And hopefully by the end of working with me, that it becomes so simple that when you stop working with me, that you've actually learned how to eat well. Um, You have those foundations and you know that's how you should eat the rest of your life so that when you stop working with me, you're not just like being like, okay, well now I don't know what to do. And then you go back to doing exactly what you did before. Yeah. Um, If you kind of fall back on those foundations, even when we stop working together, then you'll be better off from where when you started because now you're just again laying that base and it's all about consistency and it's all about um, just the long term. Like nutrition is not just a week or a month or a year thing; it's the rest of your life. So it's you really want to set that foundation early and often so that you can actually, you know, progress through your life. Because yeah. So we've been talking, or as we've been talking, you've been referencing some of kind of the residual effects outside of or benefits of having a strong foundation in nutrition. Um, so I feel like often when, you know, I hear people talk about wanting to get their nutrition on track, there's usually a goal around leaning out or, you know, be performing better at the gym. 
what are some things that like, you know, when you really do get that foundation in place and, and this is more of a long-term lifestyle thing, what are some benefits around nutrition that you feel like a lot of people don't realize? Yeah. I mean, in terms of like benefits long-term, I mean, you know, you're fighting off all of those metabolic diseases that people are, you know, kind of falling into, especially in America. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, but um, other things is like sleep, sleep quality, stress management, um, all of those other things that are not necessarily nutrition based. If you are giving your body everything it needs, you know, kind of like we talk about with the water, it's a snowball effect where you're getting everything you need. So the, the rest of your life kind of almost even falls into check. I've had plenty of clients that, you know, we, we work on those foundations and they talk about their sleep getting better. They talk about their stress management getting better. They talk about, you know, even their like marriage getting better because they're just like, they're more in tune with their body and they just have, you know, that's one of those things that just like, it, it's a snowball effect in terms of everything. Um, and it just sets you up so well for the rest of your life. I mean, nutrition is the one thing that you have complete control over in terms of what's going into your body and that can affect everything in your body the most. I mean, it's literally what you're putting in your body. The only source of energy, the only source of anything that's going in your body is the nutrition. Yeah. So if you optimize that, it's like putting fuel into a car. If you're putting low-grade fuel, you know, your, your engine's not going to last very long. If you're putting the highest quality in there and you're giving the car everything you need, you're giving it tune-ups, it's oil changes, everything, then your car is going to run a very long time. Yeah. So we, in, in the actual, um, seminar itself, we talk about those foundations and we sort of drill them home. And that's pretty much like the first probably 30 minutes of, of just talking. And then we go into, okay, so now that we have that foundation set and, and the mindset of, okay, these are, this is what we're looking for protein. This is what we're looking for vegetables and fruit and water. And, and those are all, that's what everything is based on. We then go into, um, calorie balance, Right. And talking about calories in versus calories out. I think that's that's a big buzzword for a lot lot of people is that people are like calories in calories out. Um, Can you drill down on what that means exactly when it comes to just um, how our bodies break down what we are eating on a daily basis and how it how it just dive into that? Because that was really insightful for me to learn that as well. Yeah. So. Calories in versus calorie outs, like you said, it's a it's a pretty big buzzword, but it just means, you know, the amount of calories or the, the food you're inputting in your body, whether that's protein, carbs, fats, and everyone's favorite alcohol, it's going to get <laughs> digested and, and it affects your metabolism. Right. And there's all these, you know, again, buzz phrases of like speeding up your metabolism, slowing down your metabolism. What actually is metabolism? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of broken up into the calories out. So there's four different things that affect your metabolism. One is your basal metabolic rate. So kind of how many calories you expend just like laying on the couch all day. Yeah. There's Zero. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually yeah. yeah, I know. That's why it makes me so happy that you said that because that was a big shocker to me. Just like sitting on the couch, how much is it? How yeah. much you, how much you spend there? Um, yeah. So just basal metabolic rate is just sitting on the couch, how many calories you expend. That's anywhere. It's roughly around 70% of the overall calories in the day that you expend is just you sitting on the couch. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, really man, I just had that Chick-fil-A. Damn Bummer. It. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah. I was like, shit. Okay. So if you've ever like heard the phrase, you can't out train a bad diet. This is you, this is what it's from. It's, mm-hmm. um, your basal metabolic rate is pretty much majority of the calories that you're going to expend all day. Yeah. And 
you know, if you eat like crap and then, but you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go exercise. Well, that only accounts for a, a small percentage of the calories you're actually expending in the day. Yeah. So you can easily overeat. And even if you go and work out, you're not really going to see that much progress. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel defeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a big like sl- slap because you're like, oh, well, I, I'm going to go just work out hard today. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, mm, that's not how it works, Alan. That's just not how it works. So luckily, yeah. the one biggest thing that can affect your basal metabolic rate is the amount of lean mass or lean body tissue you have on your body. So the more you work out, the more you lift, the more calories you expend because of the muscle you have on your body. So the leaner you are, the actual more calories you can burn and the more food you can eat. Great. So excellent. Yeah. So yeah, get more muscle on you, get more food. All the tide rises all ships. (laughs) (laughs) The moral of the story, lift more, lift more. Yes. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. So the second thing that affects your calories, it's, it's called the thermic effect of food. That just means the body takes actual energy to digest and absorb the food you're, you're eating. Um, so the highest thermic effect of food is going to be things like protein and fiber. So again, that's another reason why we try to get our protein and fiber intake up because it actually takes more calories to digest and absorb those hmm. compared to other things like sugar, which is around like, like 1% and fat is actually around, around 1% of what, as well. So protein the, and fiber the more protein and fiber you have in the body, the more calories your body actually expends to digest that food. So yeah. that's so, another reason why we try to harp on increased protein, increased fiber, is that your body actually takes more calories to digest and absorb those macronutrients. Right. Question. Yes. What? Okay, because you're talking about you know increasing me- metabolic rate and, and doing that through the way your body burns and uses food. Yes. So all of these like skinny teas and metabolism powders, fact or fiction? Ma- ma- majority of them are fiction. Okay. Um, so good question. if anything, like I talked about, these are the four components of your metabolism. So if there's anything that you're taking that's quoting, setting, speeding up your metabolism, metabolism, yeah, <laughs> it is affecting one of these four things. So yeah. maybe having those skinny things will adjust your thermic effect of food or make you more energized or make you feel more energized. So you're getting more um, energy by you know, excreting that through like movement or exercise, then yes, it's going to increase your metabolism. But like those things themselves are not increasing your metabolism. Because mm. again, those more like good marketing four components, Damn those which marketers. we'll go over. Wow. So basal metabolic rate, thermic effect of food, and the last two we're, we're going to go over, those are the only four things that really affect your metabolism. Mm-hmm. So okay. but if, the, if anything that it's claiming that it's doing anything, it's because it's affecting one of those things. Mm. Um, so the last two... Things that can affect the metabolism are exercise, which accounts for zero to 10%, depending obviously how much you exercise. Um, and then NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenics, which it just means anything that you're doing that's not technically exercise, mowing the lawn, walking around, talking with your hands. I do that a lot. Yeah. Um, so that you're can, so fit. <laughs> that can be anywhere from zero to 10%. Um, so those are the four components. So... Anytime we're talking about metabolism, those are the four things that we're trying to adjust to kind of adjust the amount of calories that you're able to intake throughout the day. So if we have a higher lean body mass, our basal metabolic rate is up, we can increase the calorie intake. If we are increasing the thermic effect of food by eating protein and um, fiber, then we can eat more. If we are exercising more, then we can eat more. If we're moving around, not just sitting on the couch all day, we can eat more. And all of those things kind of 
fall into your maintenance range in terms of your calories that you're allowed to eat in the day to make sure that you're staying at the same ideal weight. Um, so when we talk about anything in terms of whatever your goal is to lose weight, gain weight, maintain weight, those are the four components that are going into it. So those are the four things that can affect it. Um, and if you saw by the percentages or remember, I know we were going through a lot of them, the basal metabolic rate and the thermic effect of food can ac accumulate for up to 80% of your metabolism. And that boils down to food. Mm. So that's really where nutrition becomes a giant component in terms of whatever your goal is in terms of your calories or, or weight. Um, it's a huge component because it's basically 80% of your metabolism comes from just the food that you're eating and how much lean body mass you have on you. So that's really a big reason why we harp on the nutrition when it comes to whatever your weight, weight goal is, because that's really what's going to affect it the most. Mm. That was a big, the, uh, you know, once, once you now have those foundations set in place and then, then we talk about how calories in versus calories out and how those calories get burned. That's then when you go into how to balance the energy back and forth, right? So, you know, that maintenance range is, is where you're neither losing weight nor gaining weight. You're purely just right in the center. You're being able to sustain. But then we talk about going into surplus or going into deficit on those calories that you're burning. And in the actual seminar, we, we go through an entire day on how, because in my mind, I wanted people to see truly how much food they need to eat in order to have a solid foundation of nutrition. And in my head that, that uh, just speaking personally, like I've had some pretty bad, um, like relationships with food. Yeah. I've had some pretty bad relationships with that, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and in the past. And so this has helped me view nutrition as a way of fueling the machine that is my body. Versus it being a, an emotional thing about, or, and being able to uh, come up against when I do, and that's, this is the question that I want to ask you is, I think when you talk to anybody about nutrition, especially when they start to work with you, there's a lot of emotional stuff that goes into it. Um, and just talk to me about how you approach that with people. Uh, Cause we had to talk about it for sure of being like, you know, when I get stressed, like, my body loves sugar or when I get stressed, like it loves carbohydrates. Like how do I adjust that? Or how do I, how do I navigate that? Yeah. So in terms of like stress management, that's something that I work on with all my clients because it does affect your nutrition a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and what it really boils down to is finding out the reason that you are stressed and finding out a different coping mechanism besides food. Mm -hmm. Understanding that food is really just fuel for your body. And that doesn't mean that it cannot be fun. I'd make sure that we, I, you know, I follow kind of a flexible dieting plan. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're hitting those foundations and as long as you're kind of staying within your goal, you definitely can go out to eat. You don't never feel like you cannot go out to eat or have drinks with friends or anything like that. Yeah. That's definitely in your span of nutrition. Um, because that is what's going to relieve some of the stress that's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I want is that nutrition to just be that added stress that's going on top of all the stressful things going on in your life. So I just make sure that I sit down and talk with my clients about like, you know, if you are feeling stressed about certain something and you do go for those cookies or whatever it is to kind of stress manage. Girl Scout manage, cookies. Mm. <laughs> 
How do you say no to those? I do I not. Don't know. I'm yeah. like the weird I person that Trinity. doesn't like Girl Scout cookies. He's like, I'm just supporting the Girl Scouts. I was like, man, Sabotage. I'm supporting the Girl Scouts. You know where all them cookies are going to go. They're going to go right in my belly. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um... So yeah, just, just finding other mechanisms to kind of cope with that. If you are feeling stressed, maybe, you know, we talk, I talk with my clients about like going for a walk or Mm -hmm. meditating or journaling or just going, taking a bath or whatever it is to kind of de-stress throughout the day and kind of having a moment for yourself. The two Um, things that you also talked to me about, uh, were the percentage of trying to hit the plan throughout the week. And then also, um, you know, if you screw up a meal, you don't have to wait till next Monday to start it again. Like you can just start the next meal to like just be be better than you were that meal. Yeah. Right? So I think that's where people really put most of their stress in with nutrition is that feeling that you need to be perfect mm. or it's not worth it. Right. What we're looking for is 80% of your meals are on point and then 20% flexibility in terms of whatever that looks for you. And if that already sounds daunting, a lot of times I just tell my clients, like, all we're looking for is better than what you used to do. Mm. So if your stress eating is eating an entire box of Girl Scout cookies, if you go and just have 10 Girl Scout cookies instead of an entire box, that's making progress. So that's really what nutrition looks that's like good to in hear. the grand scheme of things. <laughs> I've done that. Okay, good. Yeah. So just progressing off of that and eventually maybe we'll get to like two Girl Scout cookies or maybe none or having a different type of snack that maybe feels like a Girl Scout cookie, but it's a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. So it's just really finding those progressions throughout what you're doing in your lifestyle. I work around whatever you, wherever you're at and wherever you, whatever you like to do in your lifestyle, we work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just make sure that you're slowly kind of incorporating and slowly trying to like kind of tune back some of those habits to make sure that you're making that progress forward. And that's where I think people get, um, when they start working with me, they like understand like it's a little bit less stressful than they thought. And also like, it's just a long arduous process of nutrition. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. Like, I mean, nothing worth doing is, is easy, right? I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, or whatever the saying is. And also it's just, it's much longer than people think. There's no quick fixes, especially Mm -hmm. with nutrition. So anytime you see something that's like a quick fix, it's just, it's just not going to work because if anything, it might work, but then you didn't learn anything. So you're just going to go right back to those habits. And Mm -hmm. the real reason of working with the nutritionist is to figure out those bad habits, figure out how to change them or progress off of them so that when you're done working with that person that you can kind of always fall back to those new habits that you've created working with that person. Um, So if we, you know, again, if that person, instead of eating the whole Girl Scout cookies after working with me, when they're super stressed goes back and they just have one or two, then I know I made progress as a nutritionist working with that person. Yeah. It's a solid B. 80% is a solid B. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and so one of my questions is, um, you know, I hear a lot, especially we talk about negative relationships with food and, you know, having bad diets and and all of that. I I think about when I was training for a marathon and was staying on an 1100 calorie a day diet. I know. I know. It was, it was a bad day. (laughs) It it didn't work out. Two times less than you should have been at least. Right. So how do you 
come up with that kind of starting number, understanding that it's probably a lot higher than what people initially think it's going to be. Like, how do, how do you, how do you come up with the starting point for your clients? Yeah. So there's like, just honestly, there's a basic formula that goes off of your age, height, weight, lean body mass. Like if you have that number, the more numbers you can give me, the more accurate it'll be. But honestly, that's just a starting range that I give someone. I don't know your metabolic rate. I really don't. I just have a basic knowledge of what it should be. And then you, ha- you yourself have to, I give those people those numbers and you yourself have to be consistent with those eating habits. And I base it, engage it off of how you're feeling, aesthetically how you're looking, your weight. I measure all of those things and make sure that I'm in the proper range. Um, but yes, most people, when I give them their number, it's a lot higher than what they think. But understanding that if you are eating the right macronutrients, if you're going back to those foundations, you can eat a lot of healthy food and actually fuel your body properly and actually lose weight at the same time, just like Alan did. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually eating more, quote, more. He wasn't actually eating more. He was just eating more of the right things, not the, the wrong things mm-hmm. for his body. So it felt like a lot more food, but it actually wasn't in terms of calories. It was just more of the proper nutrients. So then he actually started to lose weight with feeling like he was eating more. Um, Which blew my mind. I was like, I'm literally eating two, sometimes three times as much as I would normally eat, but I was eating the right things and fueling my body properly to where like I was, I was um, like optimizing my engine basically. And the the fire was burning and that's what it felt like. And I was like, man, like, okay, now I understand it. People, I've heard people say that before, and I was finally seeing it for myself. Um, Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, and as far as setting realistic expectations, right? So we've mentioned a few times here that this is like the long game, marathon, not a sprint, right? What is a realistic expectation as far as once I start down the good path, when can I expect to see results? Mm. Ooh. Yeah, so it really depends on what the person's goal is and what they think results are. Um, But also, you know, in terms of when people start to really hit those foundations, they really tend to see results pretty quickly Um, because, again, they're starting to eat the right things. Um, But again, it just depends on what the person's goal is. If their goal is to lose weight, you're looking at like 1% of your body weight per week um, is like a super high end. You're looking at like 0.5 for like the moderate end. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, probably less than what people would like to hear in terms of progress for realistic goals. Like some people come in, they're like, I want to lose, you know, 40 pounds in three months. And I'm like, well, let's just be realistic and let's just make progress. And again, like people have these like arduous numbers that they want to hit. And a lot of times it's like, you're not going to feel better at that number. It's really just this arduous number that you're coming in with saying, like, I want to be 40 pounds lighter. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Don't you just want to be, like, fitter? Don't you want to feel better? Don't you want to be healthier? Yes, you want to lose weight and look better aesthetically. I can do all of those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a number. Yeah. You know, that number could be 15 pounds, but we've put on muscle, lost body fat, and we have a healthier relationship with food. And that's what I care about is that we're actually making a health progression mm-hmm. and whatever your goal is in terms of aesthetics or weight wise, I just try to hit those goals as we go along. But really my main goal is that by the end of it, you have the knowledge and the, like, um, the confidence that you can do it on your own so that when 
you say you've like, you know, by the end of time you're working with me, you say you lost 30 pounds. I don't check in with you six months from now or a year from now and you're back to the same weight or you're even heavier because that's usually what happens with people. So that's my end all goal is that like everyone, you know, we strive towards that goal and I definitely make sure that the, the progression and the plan is getting you towards that goal. But understanding that like that, again, you know, expectations wise, it's going to be a little bit more, you know, slower than probably most people would like, but by the end of it, it's going to be a lot better in the long run. Um, because most people, they don't, you know, add in like things like diet breaks. You're actually supposed to like diet, diet break, which just means you're in your maintenance calories for like two times longer than you diet. And you're supposed to do that. Like only, you're only supposed to be dieting for like two to three months. And then you're supposed to be in maintenance for six months. And if you actually do that for years, that's when you get that really good progression and that really sustained progression over the years. But obviously people want to come in, they're like, I want to look good for the, for the summer. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of try to meet it right in the middle in terms of like, you know, setting those expectation, expectations, but understanding that like a lot of times that number goal is just like, you're, I promise you if you hit it, but you don't learn anything or don't feel like you made progress in your nutrition, it's not going to feel anything to you. Like you're just going to be like, oh sweet, I'm 135 now, but I still don't know how to eat and I didn't do it the right way. And now I'm just like going to yeah. balloon back up. Yeah. So. That was the, that was the main goal that we, that I was looking for when we, when we started working together. Cause I was like, I'm a big proponent of education. That's for me. I'm like, I want stuff to stick. I want it to be super sticky. So if it's not, if it's not that, if it's just a quick fix, like I get it out of here. I don't want it. Right. So, so if people are listening to this and they're like, wow, that was really simple. And I am actually really interested in joining uh, Rhapsody Nutrition and how, so what's the process, right? Do they, they reach out to us, they go to, they can go to our website, they can reach out members at Rhapsody Fitness or info at rhapsodyfitness.com. But then what does that first assessment look like? And what is, just walk me through that. Yeah. So as soon as you reach out, um, you can, like you said, you can reach out through the website. You can actually reach out directly to me. Uh, my card's at the, the gym. Um, we sit down for a consultation. What that kind of looks like is I just kind of go over your nutrition, your goals, whatever you're kind of struggling with, whatever you want to work on. We kind of go over all of that and kind of get really deep into like the reasons you want to do it. That's a really big component of like, what's your why? Um, cause that's really what's going to make you get through it, you know, and really diving deeper into the why mm-hmm. it can't just be like, I want to look better. Well, it's like, why, mm-hmm. you know, like you really dive. I just keep on asking why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, they're just like, cause I just want to look better. I, I do the same thing. Um, so yeah, if it makes you feel any better, <laughs> but that's really what it goes yeah. and it dives deep into is, you know, we sit down in that consultation, go over everything in terms of your nutrition And then from there, if you sign up for a plan, we do three or six month options. Um, Anything less than three months is just not enough time for me to work with you as a nutrition client, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. I can't get in deep into writing out a progressive plan for you. We can't get into changing your habits. We can't do anything in less than three months. Um, Anything longer than six months just feels a little prolonged for me and people kind of lose interest. So at the six month, we kind of like reassess Mm -hmm. and... um, and make sure that like, if you're feeling like you want to continue, that's great. We sign up for a new thing, but I really just feel like anything longer than six months is just a little bit too long. Um, you either sign up for a three or six. Um, and then we just start working together and, you know, I write your plan and 
From there, I check in with all my clients every Monday and Friday over the phone or email, whichever one you prefer. Um, just really checking in on usually Monday check-ins are how did the weekend go? You know, you know, what did we struggle on last week? How can we have fixed this w- this week? Mm-hmm. And really, what are we going to work on this week moving forward? You know, usually it's setting one or two goals throughout the week. Friday is, hey, how did that go? Mm-hmm. Did we hit the goals? Why didn't we hit those goals? Um, and then um, we sit down for a one-month check-in every single month uh, to kind of go over the entire plan. And I adjust yeah. the plan accordingly to whatever you're feeling or whatever you're kind of um, wanting to do with your nutrition. Right. And we kind of go from there. I mean, it's it's really just a, an open conversation in terms of me and you working together as a nutrition client basis. Yeah, um, that sounding board. Yeah. For sure. And really, all my clients can check in with me whenever I have clients that text me throughout the week. Um, I have clients who text me that they're about to go out to a restaurant. What should I get? I'm going here. Um, so really, it's, you know, it's really that open conversation, just having someone to feel like you have accountability, knowledge, and also just like, again, like that sounding board to be like, hey, like I'm really struggling on this. Like mm-hmm. what are some ways that I can, you know, adjust my plan to make sure that this happens? Great. That's awesome. I'm, I am so happy that we got to go through the uh, Fuel Your Fire Foundations of Nutrition with you because I think it's incredibly important. And again, like we talked about, it's, it is so um, simple, but not easy, but so simple. Um, and I'm super excited that people are now have that knowledge to, to go forward. And, and I hope that in turn, people will want to, to work with you. I, I am a big proponent because I got to work with you. Um, it was pretty awesome. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you for the knowledge bombs. Learned so much. I know, isn't it great? Isn't it yeah. great? Well, awesome, guys. Um, I need you to give us that five star review. We love it. It helps us out here. And click to subscribe. Engage with us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show or email us at info at rhapsodyradio.com. We will see you guys later. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Yeah.